Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Hey, if you want a firearm that is easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from our friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Now, it is a portable rifle that you can put together, take apart in just minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case that it comes in. It's so small, you can store it pretty much anywhere. And it's light enough to carry everywhere. Now, it comes in black and two different camo patterns. And you can pick one up for three to four hundred bucks, depending on the finish. Check out their videos. Go to their website. It's one word, henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, make sure you order their free catalog. Now, Henry makes more than 200 rifles and shotguns and revolvers, all made in America, all backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website, henryusa.com. Get their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's henryusa.com, free catalog decals for the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Hey, we're all looking to save, especially on medical bills, but where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings, well, it can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance, and they flag errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, saving starts with knowing where to look. Go to their website. It's HealthLock.com today before you see any other healthcare provider. Day 374. What a national embarrassment. What a national disgrace. Imagine the lives of our fellow Americans, people eligible to live here with real green cards legally. Uh, our Afghan allies, those that remain alive, so many others were killed, and everybody's turned the page. Um, I want to start with something today that, when you put it all together, becomes pretty amazing. There has been an effort to take out Donald Trump since the day he came down the escalator at Trump Tower with his wife, Melania, And from that day forward, it's been a never-ending, nonstop, incessant, you know, obsessive, compulsive uh, witch hunt against Donald Trump. You know, look at look at Trump Russia collusion. It was all based on a lie, a bought and paid for Russian disinformation dossier, paid for by his political opponent Hillary Clinton. And then disseminated to the, the their accomplices and the media mob, and then resulting in the top echelon of the FBI using Hillary's bought and paid for Russian disinformation dossier to spy on Carter Page and the Trump campaign, and then President Trump. Nobody's been held accountable, and nobody ever said, "You know what? We were wrong. We apologize. We retract." Um, we're going to have better practices moving forward. No, they just move on to the next thing and they keep the Pulitzers in the process. And, and the next thing is, uh, let's impeach Donald Trump because in the phone call with the Ukrainian president, he demands that the Ukrainian president is not going to be like his predecessors and he will be responsible 
with the monies that Americans give to his country for the betterment of their country. Nothing. By the way, Joe Biden's still fighting for a tie, still creating a quagmire in Ukraine. They want to spend three billion more for what? If they're not going to fight to win, why are we wasting our time and our money? They're not fighting to win. Western Europe is not fighting to win. Sad to say, but that's just those are the facts on the ground. And it first became evident when Joey uh, rejected the the 28 MIGs offered by Poland. But I digress for a second here. You know, if they really cared about a Ukrainian quid pro quo, how do these same medium mob people, how do our own uh, upper echelon intelligence FBI people, how do they ignore the real quid pro quo? Joe Biden bragging about a billion dollars of taxpayer money he withheld so that he can get a prosecutor fired in six hours, a Ukrainian prosecutor from all places. And and then we find out that that prosecutor is investigating his son who with no experience is making millions of dollars while he's vice president. And we're not supposed to, but we're not going to call that a quid pro quo. It's unbelievable. But with them, when you move to 2016, almost instantaneously, Hunter Biden's laptop comes out. Oh, that's Russian disinformation. The same media mob, the same Democrats led by the likes of Adam Schiff and others. And nobody bats an eyelash. It just never ends. Joe's quid pro quo, Hunter's laptop. Uh, when's Hunter's home going to get raided? When when did Hillary ever get raided for the 33,000 deleted emails? When we'll get to that in a second. Well, you know, so this raid takes place at Mar-a-Lago and new documents found by investigative reporter and also editor-in-chief of JustTheNews.com, John Solomon, he broke a lot of the Trump-Russia collusion lies down for all of us, part of our ensemble cast. Anyway, he points out that Team Biden actually pushed Team Biden's own DOJ, <clears throat> because the DOJ is part of the executive branch, to investigate records stored at Trump's property, Mar-a-Lago, with President Biden personally intervening to undermine President Trump's claims of executive privilege. Now, that's not what they told the country. We, we had no idea. We learned in real time like everyone else in America. Anyway, so it reads from John's column long before it professed no prior knowledge of the raid on Donald Trump's estate. The Biden White House worked directly with the Justice Department and National Archives to instigate the criminal probe into alleged mishandling of the documents, allowing the FBI to raid Mar-a-Lago and review evidence they retrieve, uh, and, and by the way, eliminating Donald Trump's claims uh, to executive privilege according to contemporaneous government documents that John Solomon now has in his possession. And I've seen them. The memos show that the then White House Deputy Counsel, Jonathan Sue was engaged in conversations with the FBI, the DOJ, National Archives as early as April. Now, don't forget, in February, the National Archives, just to keep your timeline straight, they wrote a letter to the Trump team thanking them for their great cooperation as it relates to the National Archives. Anyway, so as early as April, after they had received that letter, after 15 boxes of classified and other materials were voluntarily returned to the Federal Historical Agency from Mar-a-Lago, and by May, this guy, Jonathan Sue. Uh, then White House Deputy Counsel, 
uh, conveyed to the archives that Joe Biden would not object to waiving his predecessor's claims of executive privilege. And that decision by Joe Biden opened the door for the DOJ to get a grand jury to issue the subpoena. That's when they went to the magistrate compelling Trump to turn over any remaining materials he possessed from his presidencies. Now, it's summarized in several memos, several emails exchanged between the various agencies in the spring of 2022, months before the FBI took the added and unprecedented step of raiding Trump's Florida compound uh, with a court-issued search warrant from that magistrate, the one that hates Trump, once recused himself because he hates Trump, and that loves Barack Obama. But anyway, the most complete summary was contained in a lengthy letter dated May the 10th. Now, don't forget, a month later in June, the DOJ and the FBI, they were at Mar-a-Lago. And it was at that point that they asked that the remaining documents, the boxes of documents, be in a room and that they add a padlock to that room for extra security, which, by the way, the Trump team complied with. Anyway, the most uh, complete summary is in this letter of May 10th before they came and they could have taken any box they wanted on June 3rd. Anyway, the most complete summary contained in that letter um, that acting National Archivist Deborah Steidel Wall sent Trump lawyers summarizing the White House's involvement. And on April 11th, the White House Counsel's Office, that's Joe Biden's White House Counsel, affirmed a request from the Department of Justice supported by an FBI letterhead memorandum formally transmitted a request to the National Archives and Records Administration to provide the FBI access to the 15 boxes for its review within seven days with the possibility that the FBI might request copies of specific documents following its review of the boxes. And that's what Wall wrote Trump defense attorney Evan Corcoran. Now, that letter revealed that Biden personally empowered the National Archives and Records Administration to waive any claims of executive privilege that Trump might assert to block the DOJ from gaining access to the documents. Now, Joe Biden wouldn't have any knowledge if Do Donald Trump, in fact, had had issued, for example, or declassified any of these documents. Uh, so it doesn't even at, at that point, it wouldn't have even have been applicable. It goes on, the counsel to the president has informed me that in light of the particular circumstances presented here, President Biden defers to my determination in consultation with the assistant attorney general for the Office of Legal Counsel regarding whether or not I should uphold the former president's purported protective assertion of executive privilege. Wall says, I have therefore decided not to honor the former president's protective claim of privilege. The memos then provide the most definitive evidence to date that the current White House's efforts to facilitate this criminal probe uh, of the man that Joe Biden went up against politically in the 2020 election and may face again in 2024. And that involvement included eliminating one of the legal defenses that Trump might use to fight the FBI over access to documents that he would deem to be his. In other words, they show the White House counsel engaged in these conversations and the memos written by this, this White House deputy counsel engaged in conversations with the FBI, DOJ, National Archives as early as April after 15 boxes of classified materials already had been handed over. Then the question is, and this, this gets pretty interesting because 
Donald Trump's legal team put forth a filing uh, yesterday, and, and you, I think Greg Jarrett did the best job of summing that up when he pointed out that, you know, what they're asking the magistrate is, did the FBI, and this is why they want the affidavit unsealed, and I'm sure, by the way, asking for that, that not everything in it is going to be favorable to them, but did they? Did the FBI, did Biden's DOJ lie to this Trump-hating magistrate, or did they omit exculpatory evidence of Trump's cooperation? Did the FBI disclose a pretextual or dual reason for the search related to the January 6th investigation? I pointed out in the warrant, one of the espionage uh, subsections actually is so broad, it, mean, it meant that they could have gone into Mar-a-Lago and pretty much taken anything. So in other words, I said from the beginning, this is a pretext of a fishing expedition to find anything that they want. And also Trump argued that the warrant was overly broad. It was because of the provision cited in the warrant itself and that it violated the Fourth Amendment against unreasonable search and seizure. That would be the case. And lastly, what I thought they did effectively in the lawsuit is they're using Garland's own words against him that it's standard practice to use less intrusive means. Well, January, uh, June, in June, you had access to everything. They, they're the ones that asked that these boxes be padlocked. Why didn't they take it then? Why did they wait to get, you know, uh, a, an FBI warrant to go in and raid the place? What was the purpose of that? Anyway, so that's Trump's lawsuit over it. Now, here's where the problem also comes in. When you compare how the law has been applied in the case of Hillary Clinton or Sandy Berger or other people, you find that this is a dual system of justice, everything that I've been warning about. And so, anyways, Trump wants a special master. I think it's a little late for that. I'm sure the FBI worked around the clock and didn't take a minute off. Uh, in case a special master was appointed, they wanted to know what was in those boxes anyway. Uh, but anyway, he wants the FBI to stop reviewing the recovered documents. Even Alan Dershowitz said the raid was an improper search. They should have enforced the subpoena. That's what Merrick Garland and the Justice Department generally does. Less intrusive methods. That's Garland's own words. And they didn't do it. And the affidavit, if it's revealed, may indicate why a search warrant had to be effectuated three days after or two and a half days after it was approved. But that burden of proof is on the government to justify their intrusive search. And if it was so imperative to national security, why didn't they execute it immediately? Because that doesn't make any sense in any way, shape, manner. So if you listen to the media mob and the shifts of the world, and Andrew Weissman was on uh, MSDNC, they also, this is huge. This is incredibly damning. What Trump, what Trump did with the documents, classified documents. Let me read from the words of James Comey. From the group of 30,000 emails returned to the State Department, 110 emails, 52 email chains have been determined by owning agency to contain classified information at the time they were sent or received. Eight of those chains contained information that was top secret at the time they were sent. 36 chains uh, contained secret information at the time. Eight contained confidential information. And separate from those, 2,000 additional emails were upclassified to make them confidential, et cetera, et cetera. And then James Comey concludes the following. 
And keep this in mind as you listen to all these same people that wanted Trump impeached, uh, that wanted tr- that that alleged Trump colluded with Russia. Um, although there is evidence of violations of of statutes regarding handling of classified information, our judgment is is that no reasonable prosecutor would bring such a case. Prosecutors necessarily weigh a number of factors before bringing charges. There are obvious considerations like the strength of evidence, et cetera, et cetera. Um, anyway, and it goes back looking at an investigation, mishandling, removal of classified information. We can't find a case that would support bringing criminal charges on all these facts. Or Sandy Berger shoving it from the National Archives, stealing classified information, shoving it down his crotch and shoving it in his backside and then shoving it down his socks. Oh, but he, he got a slap on the wrist in his case. 300 documents classified. Well, that doesn't even include, by the way, on Hillary, the 33,000 emails she deleted, the bleach bit, the busted up devices with hammers. You're on the Sean Hannity Show, a place where free speech and the First Amendment are still alive and well. Get your dose of independence and liberty every weekday right here with Sean. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. Why there's even 3% of economists or corporate executives, I should say, uh, denying we're in a recession. A recession is not difficult to define. It's two quarters of negative growth. And that's what we've had. We're in a recession. Anyway, uh, when you look at you, you're not going to be reading about this poll in the New York Times or Washington Post or see it on fake news, CNN. Anyway, new survey, America's business leaders find 97% of them agree America is either in a recession right now or soon will be in a recession. Vast majority of corporate executives bracing for a recession or think the U.S. economy is already in one. And the findings show that 18% of corporate exec, business owners, private equity, yeah, they, they, it's already contracted. How could you expect anything else but that? And not, none of it's good. Now, I've been telling you where this is all headed. I told you that Lawrence Summers is right. You're going to see a, a spike in unemployment. Uh, they are expecting at the Fed maybe 4%. They're, they're so Pollyannish, it's ridiculous. But if they continue to raise interest rates, what did I say is going to happen to the housing market? I said new home construction will come to a screeching halt. Sale of pre-existing homes will also come to a screeching halt. And then, unfortunately, just like your IRA, your 401k, and any other monies you might have invested in the stock market, uh, you're going to see your home valuations drop considerably. It doesn't mean they won't come back. It just means that this is the natural ebb and flow of when you have bad economic policies like Joe Biden and, and climate alarmism, cultism running the country. Um, anyway, news story out today. Thanks to these interest rate hikes, I told you that the housing market is headed into their oh, its own recession. It's now happening. Sales of new homes have plunged more than expected. It's always more than expected in July to the lowest level in six years because of rising mortgage rates and the relentless increase in home values, slowed activity by edging prospective home buyers out of sight. New single-family home purchases tumbled 12.6% to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 511,000 units, according to the Commerce Department. On an annual basis, new home sales now are down 29.6%. 
That's the recession that I told you that was going to hit the housing market. The collapse in home sales is is the latest evidence of how the housing market has started to cool as the Federal Reserve continues to raise interest rates. By the way, if you have a 30-year fixed mortgage or a uh, 2.8 30-year fixed mortgage or a uh, a 4% interest rate fixed mortgage, why would you give that up for a 7% rate? The amount of extra money you're paying, you're going to have to see a dramatic decrease in the home's valuation. And it's only a matter of time, which, you know, at some point, if interest rates keep going up, it's just not we're never going to reach that level where prices have come down enough to make up for the higher price of interest that you're going to pay on your mortgage. Um, This came out AP about 3000 white collar workers at Ford Motor Company are going to lose their jobs. This is what Lawrence Summers has been saying. Lawrence Summers is actually saying we need unemployment at 10 percent for at least a year. If we're going to get rid of the 40-year Biden high of inflation, I mean, could you imagine that? Or 5% for a number of years. He didn't give a specific number. Anyway, the automaker Ford has made the announcement yesterday in a company-wide email saying 2,000 full-time salaried workers would be let go along with 1,000 contract workers. That's sad. By the way, this is in large part because of their transitioning to electric vehicles. And they even say as much. We're eliminating work as well as reorganizing, simplifying functions throughout the business, they wrote in their email. Linda, how many farmers have called this program to warn us we're going to be hitting a food shortage sometime in the near future? We get hundreds of calls a day, hundreds. And we put a lot of those farmers on, right? We do. Aren't they great? They're wonderful people. They're incredibly smart. The they feed the they feed the entire country in the world, but they can't farm, and they're telling us they can't farm either. That they can't afford the four hundred percent increase in fertilizer or the doubling in the price of seeds so that they can you know grow their crops uh, or get the spare parts to fix their machinery, which is pivotal in terms of the the science of agriculture. And anyway, so this came out of Zero Hedge. I'm shocked. U.S. crop tour reveals drought-stricken cornfields. The size of North America's upcoming crop harvest will have a meaningful impact on global supplies next year. Early signs from the U.S. crop tour revealed that menacing heat waves and drought this summer has damaged corn and soybean yields. And by the way, it's all also exacerbated by the high cost of fertilizer, the high cost of seeds, the lack of spare parts for the equipment that they need, And a lot of farmers aren't even working at maximum capacity. And you got this to add to the bad economic news. You know, since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, they have been committed to improving the lives of Americans' vets, first responders, and their families. Now, for over 20 years, the foundation has helped America keep its solemn promise to never forget. Now, Tunnel to Towers provides mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders with young children. They build specially adapted smart homes for catastrophically injured vets and is working to eradicate veteran homelessness. Now, Dave Marshall served in the Army during World War II and fought in the Battle of the Bulge. Now, he has never forgotten the sacrifices of his comrades in arms, nor the efforts of first responders on 9-11 and in the days and months that followed. He is a loyal and proud foundation donor. Tunnel to Towers is committed to supporting our vets, first responders, and their families, and there are so many of them that need our help. 
Please join the foundation on their mission to do good and never forget. Just commit $11 a month. You can do it by going to their website, the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org. That's the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org. Hey, if you want a firearm that is easier to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from our friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Now, it is a portable rifle that you can put together, take apart in just minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case that it comes in. It's so small, you can store it pretty much anywhere. And it's light enough to carry everywhere. Now, it comes in black and two different camo patterns. And you can pick one up for three to 400 bucks, depending on the finish. Check out their videos. Go to their website. It's one word, henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, make sure you order their free catalog. Now, Henry makes more than 200 rifles and shotguns and revolvers, all made in America, all backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website, henryusa.com. Get their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's henryusa.com. Free catalog decals for the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.